The Sports Industry Access Podcast, Episode 7, How to Find Amazing Jobs in Sport. Welcome to another episode of the Sports Industry Access Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Bowers. My goal each week is to inspire you to be the best you can be in your profession. I'm really excited to have you listening in today. Each week, I like to interview a sports professional in a specific field in the sports industry. I hope today's guest can provide you some new tips and advice where you can apply them to your career lifestyle. Now, relating back to the show, today's special guest is Ollie Silverton. Ollie first graduated from Durham University around three years ago. So far, Ollie has had an amazing career in the sports industry. So far, he has travelled around the world reporting top sporting events such as the Brazil World Cup, UEFA Champions League, and even Super Bowl 50. In such a small amount of time, Ollie has developed his personal brand and even industry knowledge in the sports world. Today we'll be discussing how to find amazing jobs in the sports industry. Ollie, it's great to have you on the show. Please could you share your sport career journey to the listeners? When did it all start? Um, Yeah, it was an interesting one. It started actually before I even graduated from uni um, properly because I um, entered what you'd sort of call a social media competition. Uh, called the Best Job of the World campaign uh, to cover the whole Football World Cup in Brazil um, for a betting company and sort of make video diary entries. And that's always been my passion, sort of the broadcasting side of things. So I did that and found out, yeah, the day before graduating from Durham that I had to fly out for the World Cup, which is not always a bad thing, it's got to be said. And uh, that was my first taste of the sports industry and never, I've been very fortunate, I guess, I've always known I wanted to do it. So I've never really looked back since. And after that, I... Um, did all that and then moved to Australia actually. Um, being half Australian did make it a lot easier to get some work out there and worked mainly freelanced as um, I've noticed that is sort of my passion or what I'm best at. Sitting at the uh, desk is, I find a little bit tougher, the nine to five thing. Um, but uh, yeah, went to Australian freelance for a couple of companies. One was um, a marketing agency and I headed up the Wallabies account, their rugby team, um, and it was sort of creating this die-hard sort of fan group. It was very similar to the Barmy Army, called the Gold Brigade, was my involvement there. And the other time was working for the biggest, really, radio station in Australia, working purely in rugby league, and um, as their digital online producer and content um, manager, really, I guess. Um, but got myself, actually, to do a bit of work live on the sidelines at a few games, too. And now... I'm uh, back in uh, sunny London and um, working for GMR Marketing as their ultimate apprentice uh, is the name of the job, which again is a very odd title, it must be said. Um, but um, work back in London and work, again, it's actually a sports marketing company, but really focused on the presenting um, side of things and travel around reporting from various events. So uh, yeah, it's a very different career path, I think, that from a lot of people, especially from the Durham circles. But um, as I say, I've been very... Fortunately, I've always known I wanted to be involved in sport, and that's really my uh, my main capacity. Yeah, that's very interesting, Ollie. 
Relating back to the competition, how did you find it and what was the application process? Because I think a lot of students would find that helpful in regards to their career path. Oh, um, for the Ultimate Apprentice or Best Job? Let's start with Best Job. Okay, so Best Job was um, on on Twitter, actually. Um, well, actually, both were on Twitter. But um, it was on Twitter and I got sent it by a good mate of mine who just sent me a screenshot on Snapchat and said, so you only had about five seconds to take it all in. Uh, I remember it very well. And, uh, and it was on Twitter and it just basically said, do you love football, um, which I clearly do? Do you love um, reporting, which is all I've ever really wanted to do? Um, then this is perfect for you. So I saw that and that was various stages of making videos, trying to sell them why you're the best and then try and get some endorsements from superstars. So I went for David Beckham, which was tough. And obviously he didn't send me any message, but uh, settled with George Burley. Um, which was just as good, the old Scotland man, Ipswich manager, and um, yeah, and went went from there really. So that was um, that one. That was a Twitter competition, and the Ultimate Apprentice again saw through Twitter and Global Sports Jobs, which is just a brilliant website and Twitter account for anyone looking to work in this world because it just encompasses everything from the presenting, broadcasting side of things to marketing, all the way to physios, really. So um, brilliant, and they were doing some work obviously GMR, and this and this job was. Six weeks. It was, I describe it quite like the X Factor. It was six weeks and six stages. Or so with every week, a hundred people, however many entered, I don't really know, got knocked out, if you will. And it was sort of a video, then an essay, um, and then another sort of interview, and then the voting stage where you try to create your own hype, and then it um, culminated at the Rugby World Cup final in the fan zone, making a five-minute video and then presenting it about brands and marketing, presenting to a panel of experts from the youth sports trust and all sorts of people and um and yeah and that was in it sort of the minute it came up on my feed i knew i wanted to do it and sort of yeah gave it everything which um has paid off in the end which is very exciting ollie i think that's really interesting especially from a job perspective what have you learned so far after graduating from university um yeah it's a funny one as i've, I've sort of learned that um you basically just have to be able to put yourself out there really um and you can't be shy it's never very good and i'm still probably not amazing at it to be honest the networking thing has never excited me it's more the organic conversations you can get just from meeting people but it is so important you do that and then you have this follow-up email or follow-up something because um Everyone, no one necessarily wants to be that person who seems almost like um, a pest, really. So that that side of it is fascinating, but I think that all ties back into social media and the importance of it. I can obviously say that because nearly all of my work I've got is through social media, so um, it's different. That's sort of my passion, but I mean, you only have to look at the numbers and retention rates, etc., that come from social media and especially from marketing side of point um, side of view. That is just so important, and my boss here couldn't harp on more about LinkedIn and. Um, how vital that is. So I think having a profile that is thorough and um, along with a CV, obviously, clearly, that just makes you stand out a little bit because there are so many people, and as you know, Ed, so competitive in sports industry, you have to have something that really makes you stand out from the crowd and um, those sort of things and being able up to date and uh, being able to do that is very important. But finally, I'd say just having as many strings to your bow as you can possibly do. I've always wanted to be in broadcasting. I've known sort of thing, mainly presenting side of things, but I've just been away in the States for nine weeks now. And I had to do everything from, I was alone, so I had to work the camera, do all the editing, blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's so important to be able, you can't just be this one trick pony, you'll have it in your mind that that's what you want to do when you work in the sports world. So um, yeah, that would be, that's probably what I've learned the most from uni. You can't really just 
is, is all lovely having the dream idea, like the dream what you want to do, but um, uh, actually executing that plan is a lot harder. So um, yeah, uni is great for uh, certain areas, but there's a lot more you can do outside of it, or especially even at uni when you've got those times off just to have a go on Photoshop or whatever it is that you want to do necessarily, or just have a read up on something that's a bit more vocational. It would be um, would be probably what. I've uh, learned the most in the first few years after graduating. I think absolutely right. When you leave uni, you've got to build that profile. And especially on LinkedIn, I think people don't use it to their advantage. Could you just touch on what you did at university, like your degree, and how have you applied it to your sports career? Yeah, so I did the, um, well, it was the sport degree initially, it was called first, but sport, exercise and physical activity, um, purely because I wanted, if I'm honest, to go to Durham and didn't do too much research and was obsessed and am obsessed by sport. That was the, so there wasn't actually too much research behind it, which probably wasn't the uh, the best idea, but it all worked out very well and um, very sort of different modules, etc. Um, I was never that keen on the science side of things, but that's the beautiful thing about university, you can pick what really suits you. So I had, um, I was very keen on, I've always wanted to really work for myself or freelance, as I said. So I had um, uh, a module in entrepreneurship. Um, it was one of them and various other things. But um, from the sports side of things, it was actually uh, sports a little bit, also the sociology, we had um, a taste of that and just learning about quantitative and qualitative research methods, etc. And that's for me now in marketing. You need to find and pull all this information together when you're doing marketing campaigns or need to know who your target audience is, etc. Um, I always found that absolutely um, fascinating. And university was great and absolutely loved it, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that um, my degree anyway, I know plenty of degrees do, was... Um, I wouldn't apply everything I learned there on a day-to-day basis here, if that makes sense. It was more the stuff that I was more passionate about I could, so very passionate on um, a dissertation. I would happily talk about that sort of thing the whole time. But, um, yeah, otherwise it was um, you sort of, I think some people fall in, not fall into the trap, but go to university because you go to university, you get the degree, and I think that's sort of the progression. Um, and that's, I was very much one of those um, people as well. So, yeah, um, absolutely fantastic and it and it also just from a discipline point of view i think it's fantastic being able to that may sound funny but getting up early doing what you need to do time wise and having a proper schedule because um you may not always have that at school it's not as important so yeah that is um probably the main thing i've really taken away from university life just touching back on your dissertation i always find it's a great piece of work to really highlight yourself what did you do yeah, um, I uh, it's great as well because it could, it could be really your passion point for me. And I had a great um, leader in Martin Roderick who had the same sort of area. And I um, spoke about the psychology of student gambling, which I find fascinating. I've had a background, as I mentioned, I went to Brazil and covered the whole World Cup with a bookmaker and always find that very interesting. So I really wanted to know why, because it's such a big culture in England and student among students, but no one really talks about it. I mean, I think as a, I think there's something like, I won't necessarily get it quite right, but I think there are 1.5% of the UK population are alcoholics or addicted to alcohol, but only 1.1% are addicted to gambling, but you don't see anything quite um, advertising-wise or anything on the same level of that, and it's only, what, 0.4% less. So I found that really interesting. I just wanted to know why everyone did it, because I have um, a flutter, it's fair to say, and if it was um, just to add excitement to a game or just the real passion points behind or why they were getting involved in it. And that was my uh, area of expertise, I'd say, on the dissertation, yeah. I think it all comes down to that experience during a game of betting. Looking back at your time at Durham, 
did you think about your career future? Um, not particularly. I sort of, it's a tough one. I sort of tried to set myself up. What I did um, was, the best thing I did really there, it sounds funny, was actually work with the TAB, which is in most um, universities in England. And now I know it's even made it to America and they're doing brilliant work. And um, that gave me the platform because I've always wanted to, as I say, present and write and talk about sport. And that gave me the ability to do that. Um, it's a great idea and great platform and travel around just watching university rugby and all of that. And um, that was always in the, in the forefront of my mind what I wanted um, to do. And uh, I guess that was the uh, that was my sort of the extent to which I was thinking about my future career. But um, yeah, I don't know. I sort of just have fallen into this work. Mainly, I always get teased that unless there's a hashtag, I'm not really going to get a job. So when these run out, that could be uh, that could be trouble. But uh, but yeah, it's sort of fallen season. I think once you're in the also the working world or whatever. Um, it's just such a bigger picture. In Durham especially, you can very much be a big fish in a small pond or whatever. You come here and once you get those first job or two, then you look much further than just a piece of paper um, and your degree, which I thought was was fantastic. And that's um, all, all that's happening now. And um, yeah, so at the university, probably didn't have a great idea. As I said, I did sport degree because I love sport, which is, I don't know if it's necessarily the right thing, but um I was very happy with the decision, clearly, and um, it's yeah, it's sort of paying off at the moment. So yeah, I wouldn't worry too much if you're in a situation you're at university and not sure what you want to do because you are not in the minority by any stretch of the imagination. I think absolutely right in that sense. But in your opinion, do you feel students need to sort of build work experience during their time at university so they have a better mind frame in what they want to do? Because as you mentioned, the sport industry is a very competitive market in regards to employment. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, every summer I was at you um, off from uni, I had a job somewhere. I worked at Urban Golf, which again, sports based in um, London. And it's just, as you say, it's meeting new people, speaking to seeing new faces and having that discipline enough because university is so unique that you sort of, when you're done in June, you almost have four and a half months of nothingness, um, which is great at times, but um, that's probably what the weekend's for. And it's great just to be able to go out there and actually put your, if you could put your name and face out there a bit and um, you need to build those networks and plant those seeds so when you leave university you don't have that year or 18 months of nothing trying to apply for things but you actually um, have a, somewhere to, uh, to start from. So yeah, really important that for, for me anyway that you, you actually join the working world before, um, before you graduate. Relating to your day-to-day job, what core skills do you need to work in the sports industry? Yeah, it's, it's so competitive. So I don't know if you can really um, put a specific sort of skills in it, but um, it's so it's so cheesy. But teamwork is as the what is it the uh, coin? The teamwork makes the dream work. Is my boss saying, which I think is a genius <laughs> saying. Um, but um, it's so important to be able to work alongside others, especially in the sort of marketing sector or whatever. And especially when I'm traveling as much um, as I am with the sports marketing, you need to be able to um, understand and appreciate everyone's thoughts and basically um, values really, and then work off of those. So that's something and so much tolerance and patience with it. I don't know, because I've always had the self-employed dream in the back of my mind. You never always think you have to, you know, um, work with too many not people or, um, you know, compromise is probably the right word. So that's very important. And the discipline side of things, you can get into university. I'm sure you'll remember you can wake up at midday some days and, uh, 
just call it a day off, it's fair to say, which is not um, not the case. Um, and also, the other thing I'd say, core skill, which I've learned um, from work, is uh, punctuality um, is just so important. You need to, especially that first impression, because that is everlasting, really. Um, you never get a second chance to meet someone, introduce yourself. So that is something I've um, definitely learned, um, be it in meetings or with emails, nothing funny, but being able to get back in time or just let them know when you will um, return to them. They are some of the stuff that I've learned, probably some of it from university, to be honest, um, when you have some few, uh, with a few strict uh, lecturers, it's fair to say, who um, teach you those. And uh, yeah, it's really been quite invaluable since joining the proper working world. On a personal note, what do you enjoy the most in your day-to-day job? Um, it's got to be the travel, to be honest. I, um, I love... I've only ever wanted to um, sort of do this job because I love interviewing people. It's my absolute favorite thing. Everyone has a different story. And to be able to um, be able to sort of tell their story um, is pretty, pretty awesome, pretty humbling and uh, amazing, really. So that's all I've ever wanted to do. And I've been in America for the last nine weeks and been to sort of every major sporting and entertainment event from the Oscars to Super Bowl, etc. And that ability to see these new places and experience new things is incredible um and yeah growing up in a family who were just sport nuts I'd, I'd i'd had a taste of it with you know like the lions and ashes overseas and various other things and to be able to do that it really is um yeah the old uh, if you do something you love you never work a day in your life and it's quite like that but um being able to come back to this base is great but the traveling aspect of work i find um absolutely fascinating and meeting all these new people who it, sports especially really connects people I mean you don't know you can meet someone and uh, I can meet someone if they're talking about rugby I'm probably going to become best mates with them and get lost for about five hours um, so that's the very nice part of it and um, yeah that's probably but also being able to learn every day I went to these events like NASCAR I know nothing about it I mean Ricky Bobby and Talladega Nights is my uh, is my extent of knowledge there and uh, learning all about it and on the job is um, is brilliant yeah Sounds like you're more learning on your feet during that sort of experience. Yeah, absolutely. It really is. Um, as I said, with the camera stuff and editing, it really is day by day, picking up new tips and learning new things and even uh, different ways learning to, it sounds funny, but meet people and have these conversations, etc. And say, you know, always, I'm always sort of looking to the future. I'm not too much of a settler and it's very easy once you get a job to sort of be there for 20 years or whatever. But no, it's, um, it very much is every day just picking up new not necessarily habits, but tendencies to, um, yeah, for, for working for not just the company, but also myself. Relating to what you said about the future, what is your long-term career goal? Yeah, it's, I think it's to work really in, in broadcasting. Ideally, I want to be presented the, the absolute aim, the end of it. My, one of my favorite humans in the world is Jimmy Fallon. To have the own talk show, as I said, I love interviewing people. That is the end-end goal, but with a real sports twist. Uh, so mainly sports stars, I imagine. Uh, that is the end goal, but... Um, Obviously, it's not ridiculous because everyone's uh, very much allowed to dream, but it's so competitive and standing out is very tough. But um, that's that's the end goal. But as I said, I've only ever wanted to do work in areas I'm passionate, and that for me is rugby union. So um, we'll see we'll see how that goes. I started a company um, 18 months ago now or so, and um, it's it's a rugby company on the uh, an app and website and um, for rugby content and it's going very well so we'll just have to see how that progresses because as I said that sort of ties in my loves of being self-employed and uh, following rugby around the world so we're getting to the stage where we are accredited to all sorts of events and um, maybe that's just something that will 
um, organically grow and something I can step into in a more full-time capacity. But yeah, that is always sort of in my goal in the uh, broadcasting world and hopefully uh, that happens over the next few years. Sounds very exciting, Oli. I think we're at a great stage of the interview. I like to finish with an inspirational question. What advice would you give to a university sports student who wants to pursue a career in the sports industry? Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of the best sort of advice I've ever got. Everyone always goes to that. And um, it's just, I've sort of touched on it throughout, but um, being able to, like, net, network's not quite the right word. I, don't, I hate that word, as I say, but be yourself, but be able to connect. And that is exactly what I mean. Through that, it's often not just personally, but also through social media. This role, everything you do, everything that happens is tracked. So you need to be savvy with it and uh, smart with it, be it Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, because these things can very much come back to haunt you. But really um, build up a network while you're at university. It's very easy to do and have conversations that will take you to these places, be it with lecturers or um, seminar leaders or just friends because so many people don't really not as hard hitting but speak about it's so much easier to talk about last night and going to a nightclub than actually what you want to do in the future or whatever and they're the interesting people you see people like um your golf travel for example these just two durham students who set out now look at them i mean absolutely on top of the world and i think they just one day probably just over a pine or whatever just discussed it so it's being able to have those conversations with people that you wouldn't necessarily would always but uh, have the same um, passions and interests as you and uh, yeah I couldn't emphasize enough especially maybe just for me and I've been very lucky in that regard but how important social media is I think you do need this day and age a presence or something because it is so competitive getting in you need that um, ability to stand out and uh, social media gives you that. Ollie, that's great I hope some students take that advice on board lastly Ollie, how can people interact with you? Um, yeah, well, as, as you can probably guess, everywhere really, social media. I am, uh, yeah, um, at OllieGS64 is my handle for uh, Twitter. And um, company-wise, if you're into rugby, at the underscore rugby pod is actually what I was mentioning earlier, which is a great way. But um, always welcome and love any LinkedIn requests and just to hear how I can, I don't know, give any advice or more importantly, probably get some advice because um, I'm still very junior I guess, in the, in the working world. But um, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Snapchat, all of them. Um, I am literally there and um, pretty active. So um, do uh, I'd be very excited to see if anything comes of it, yeah. To all the listeners out there, all of Ollie's social media links will be on my website relating to this post. I highly recommend it. He also has fantastic content on LinkedIn. I recommend the read. Ollie, it's been great chatting with you today. Thank you very much. Cheers. What a great career story, Bailey. I hope by listening in, you have learnt a few tips where you can apply to your current career. For me personally, what I learnt from Ollie was where I can improve within my business is that I really need to build a more online presence. We're in a society now where your personal brand can make you stand out from a competitive crowd. If you want to connect with Ollie, please head to my website at education2sport.com and go to the podcast tab. And if you want to connect with Ollie, you can. I highly recommend it. Also, if you'd like to leave a comment in regards to this episode, I'd love to hear your thoughts, but also I'd like to reply to them as well. But most of all, I really do hope that from this episode that you can go on social media and really 
investigate new opportunities. As Ollie mentioned, it was only one tweet on Snapchat from his mate where he got the opportunity to really find his career path. At the end of each show, I like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker. Ollie said, be yourself and be able to connect. We're in a society now where the only way you're going to push yourself is by connecting with other people. And it's through those connections where it can lead to new opportunities.